0: This is the Soulpreneur Lifestyle Podcast, your go-to place for creative ideas on how to run your business in a way that lights you up and gives you purpose, all in a way that still allows you to live the lifestyle that you want to live. And I'm your host, Simran Bhatia. And this episode is brought to you by the flowation.com directory of spiritual-minded healers and professionals. Imagine a resource where you can search for like-minded professionals to help you with everyday life issues, as well as to help guide you along your spiritual journey. We're launching soon, so soulpreneurs of every profession come join the waitlist to learn how you can promote your business products or services on the floation directory at floation.com backslash directory waitlist that is f-l-o-w-a-t-i-o-n.com backslash directory waitlist a universe of opportunities awaits you So today's guest is Erin Ashley Kirti, and we talk about how everybody is psychic and has dormant psychic powers, and how to get over the fear of connecting with those powers in yourself, what types of psychic abilities most people have, and how to actually really tap into them and use them for your own enrichment, for your betterment in your daily life, And to also help others. So please enjoy this episode and also don't forget to listen in. There is a live healing coaching session after this with Erin Ashley and our anonymous caller. Today's guest with me today is Erin Ashley Kerty. She is actually a spiritual mentor, an international energy healer, psychic mentor to professional spiritual practitioners. So she is really helping the crowd that we are talking to get super aligned with their purpose and their goals and to help open that psychic portal that is available to all of us to use for Our gifts and to be able to spread those gifts out into the world. So, I am really excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation. I am so happy to be here.
0: So, I told Erin Ashley this before we actually started recording. I'm like, I feel like a little bit of a creeper because we are. both in um, Marie Forleo's B-School alumni, and she's the moderator and runs one of the subgroups that is really for spiritual-minded entrepreneurs and healers and practitioners. And I've been watching her from afar for a couple of years and also like using her meditations and just like following and never really fully reaching out. So this time I was like, I'm going to get the guts up and you know say hey i would love to talk to you and so i'm excited to just have you here today to pick your brain a little bit because i think it's going to be a wonderful conversation for our audience to hear about the ways that they can tap into their psychic abilities and just the things that they're leaving dormant inside of themselves that could very well be attributing to their success so um Tell me a little bit about just your background as a mentor to these kind of people. What is your work about right now?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. First, just let me say thank you for listening to my meditations. Uh, It's always really heartwarming. Whenever you do this work, you never always know the impact it's having on individuals. Uh, And that's one of the weird things about this industry. So thank you for for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And uh, so I kind of fell into the mentorship gig. Uh, It was in 2015. And I did not see myself as a mentor. Uh, I just wanted to teach people, here's how to know if you're psychic. uh, And, you know, here's what to do about that. And then all of my previous students, not all of them literally, but a lot of them were like, hey, uh, so I can talk to my guides and um, do you teach like how to do what you do? And I was like, no. Uh, And eventually after enough people (laughs) were saying, uh, hey, EA, are you going (laughs) to teach this or not? I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to teach it. And so I put a program together, the Pro Psychic Mechanics course, uh, I put it together in like two weeks, um, basically. And it was a three-month program. And then it sold out in two hours. Um, and I was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was a bit surprised. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Uh, and then ever since then, it's basically been my most popular program. And it's really about breaking down what it takes to go from uh, highly sensitive and intuitive to actually charging for your sessions, uh, which is quite the journey, right? And so I just wanted to make it really easy for people, very step-by-step. Uh, this is the next thing. This is the next thing. But with that intuitive side built in, a lot of business programs don't add that intuitive side uh, where you know we actively talk about number one rule is ignore any advice that does not resonate with your intuitive knowing, right? (laughs) You always throw out the piece that doesn't work for your own intuitive knowing because your intuition is always going to know better than any uh, person who's trying to show you a way that works.
0: You know, I find that surprising that you sold out in two hours and also not surprising simultaneously and I'll share why so I did one of your meditations a long time ago that I have continued to use throughout um, the last couple of years it's I think called calling souls to you Mm -hmm. and I remember this this visualization and I'll give like a really silly example I had been very much hesitating and I have to say I'm still not fond of it but using a Facebook page for my business and so I threw it up there one day and I did your meditation and I was like, okay, I'm going to call these souls. Let's see what's happening. Like, I mean, maybe I can just experiment with the idea of like, if I put myself out there, what happens? And then I got back like a week and a half later and I did nothing. Okay. Other than this meditation. And suddenly I had like 143 followers. And I was like, <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, and I, I, I can't say that I've done a great job maintaining it either because to me that was just a one-time experiment Mm. of just like putting it out there and seeing what this meditation could do for me but that was to me like its viability was really just you know visible to me tangible in that way and I'm assuming you did the same it's just a guess
1: that's you you guessed accurately uh i definitely used my own meditation (laughs) um i actually don't listen to my own voice because uh there's just something weird about listening to your own voice whenever it's recorded Uh, but i walked my myself through that exact same series of steps uh which you know if you're listening to this the calling souls to you meditation is basically a process of aligning with what you are offering to the world and actively calling the people who are the perfect fit for your unique magic uh, to you. And so it basically aligns the energy of the people who are the right fit, which makes it so much easier to simply be present with people whenever you're exploring whether they're right for your um, services or programs, because you don't have to worry about whether they're the right fit, Uh, you know that they will feel that resonance or not. Um, But it also has some very interesting tangible benefits. Like you mentioned, sometimes you do a thing and you don't expect anything to happen. And then you do the meditation and voila, things happen. Uh, And that's pretty much what happened with this program. Whenever I ran it the first time, uh, I didn't really expect much uh, with it. (laughs) Uh, And then all of a sudden it was, oh, okay, so I guess this is a thing that I'm doing. Uh, I think that I secretly hoped that it wouldn't be a thing and that I would get out of doing it because sometimes we sabotage ourselves. but it's like, okay, I'll try it. Uh, and then people started signing up and it's been such a joy to watch this work because there's still some people from 2015 who are running their own businesses using some of the principles that I taught. Uh, and of course, they've, they've put their own magic into it. They're supposed to put their own magic into it. Uh, But it's been such a blessing to see the impact and really see people serving others in such a heartfelt way uh, and knowing that I got to be a part of that beautiful journey.
0: That sounds amazing, but I want to pinpoint maybe one or two things here before moving on to actually the next question. You talked about possibly self-sabotaging yourself and being at <laughs> yeah. that vibration when you were also simultaneously calling those souls to you. So um, two parts here that, you know, do, I'm going to make an assumption that doing the inner work and being at a specific vibration is also part of this. So when you're calling souls to, you are calling people at whatever existing vibration you're at. But then the second part, so kind of the overarching question here is that you talked previously about you know there's a process from going from being empathetic and intuitive to actually being psychic enough to charge for it Mm -hmm. is that raising your vibration and learning how to actually vibe at the actual level that you want to call those souls to you part of that process or is that totally outside of that process uh
1: that is a really good question and the answer is a little bit complex not very um so first off Working on your psychic and intuitive skills, uh, greatest news ever, it's literally a skill set. We get to learn it. Every, the, what I tell people in every single one of my programs is, uh, if you want to know whether or not you're psychic, just check and see if you have a pulse. And so if you have a pulse... You are a psychic. Congratulations. Now we simply need to diagnose and figure out and work with the way that your psychic ability will manifest through your unique body-mind system. That's it. Uh, and the second piece is that as you're working with your psychic abilities, the number one reason people have trouble hearing or experiencing their psychic abilities is because they are at too low of vibration. So they're identifying more with the uh, spiritual ego, which is that part of ourselves that's trying to keep us all protected, and you know, don't want to feel embarrassment. You don't want to be in way of harm, etc. Uh, perceived or real, you know, the ego does not differentiate between perceived harm and actual harm. Uh, and so, if you're vibrating at the level of ego, it's going to be very hard to receive accurate intuitive information. So you do want to raise the vibration and learn how to manage that in order to fully receive uh, intuitive hits. Uh, The other piece of that is it's actually okay to be fully human. Uh, The other piece that I teach is that it's always safe to have the full range of human emotions and to express them, right? And of course, some forms of expression can be abusive. We don't recommend that one. Uh, But it's about really honoring who you are and where you're at. So the real trick, if you're noticing that resistance or self-sabotage coming up uh, for your next step, number one, don't take it too seriously. Like honestly, that simply means you're human and you are growing. It doesn't mean anything more than that. You don't have to add layers of meaning. You don't have to uh, pretend like you have to be some perfect pinnacle of uh, divine expression before you take your next step. It's okay to have all the human emotions decide that you're not going to let that dictate meaning and decide to do it anyway. So whenever I was launching this program, I was aligned with two things. Number one, I was okay if it succeeded. Like I didn't actually have real resistance to it succeeding. I just had that secret hope that maybe it wouldn't that way I wouldn't have to confront new things. Right. But I was unattached. Like if it were to sell out, if the universe really wanted me to, to do this work, uh, and it was for the highest benefit of myself and other people gladly do it. Right. I trusted the universe. I trusted myself to be able to do the work if that was a match. Um, but if it had failed, I also would not have made up a meaning about what that said about who I am or who I'm not, right? I just would have said, okay, this isn't the right fit. I can move on to something else. Does that make sense? Like that nuance?
0: I totally, it, absolutely. Because what you're saying is really like being in the being space and not attaching story to mm-hmm. it. You are just, you are the emotion for a while. You let it flow through and then you move on. And so what I also heard in that though, was that, well, you weren't actually self-sabotaging if you ask me, (laughs) right? Because you're not taking actions to like mess it up. You're just kind of in this place of like, hey, I'm not thrilled about the uncertainty that comes along with this, but I guess I'll do it anyways, because my soul is being called forward to do this and to possibly present it. And there's something to learn here. And I think that's an important distinction for people to understand that sometimes people are like, I I like that you said you have a pulse, you're psychic. I totally believe that. But then I think there's people who are like, maybe a little resistant, they just don't know how to go to that place. And then there's people who are like legit trying to screw it up for themselves. (laughs) Yes. And are like, let me go do the thing that messes me up completely. So I can avoid having to deal with this at all. Yep. Um, so how do you address those two different levels of people? Like what is the precursor work that has to be done before they can even get started on doing the actual work that's in your course?
1: Yeah. So whenever it comes to that pro level, uh, the number one thing you want to do is actually be mindful of your emotions uh, or or your gifts, right? So you actually want to practice being present with what is happening on the inside of you. Uh, and especially in Western culture, we do a really poor job of uh, helping people recognize the inner world at all. It's like, oh, the inner world isn't real, you know, and it's like, oh, it's all in your head. And it's like, okay, so in the Western theory, you know, thoughts and thinking happen in your head. And you're telling me that things are happening in my head and that's a problem. Like this is, this is a very weird thing that you're saying, Western world. Um, But basically you want to get present to what's actually going on as well as that story level, like what's happening and what are you making it mean? Because it's that extra layer that's unnecessary. We don't have to add an extra layer of story. You can feel uncomfortable because you have some uncertainty and then you don't have to turn it into, okay, because I have uncertainty, it means I'm not aligned and I shouldn't launch until I'm fully aligned. And if I uh, just go and sit here and journal for eight weeks until I feel perfectly comfortable and confident, then it will be successful because that's not How it works. It's like riding a bike. The balance, the alignment happens when you're in motion. Whenever you're sitting still, it's almost impossible to create that perfect balance.
0: That totally makes sense. So as we talk about the uncertainty, I'm actually going to bring myself into the loop here. I have been told multiple times now by healers of all sorts, where they're like, you're totally not tapping into your psychic power. You should And I'm kind of like, yeah, except that feels like it's going to be a lot of work. (laughs) And there's going to be so much that comes along with it that I'm really just not in the headspace right now, given the phase of life I'm in with like marriage and kids to deal with it. So what do you tell someone like that where, you know, this will probably make their life easier actually to be totally tapped into their psychic self, but the uncertainty is like, A nice cozy blanket that they've wrapped around themselves. Yeah. Uh, What's your advice to
1: someone like that? Basically, you're already getting intuitive information. Like if you have a pulse, you're going to receive intuitive information. Uh, So there's three layers to intuitive information. Layer one is receiving it. Uh, And so basically, you know, check. Do you have a pulse? Yes. Congratulations. You are receiving intuitive information. If you don't, congratulations, you're a ghost. Nice to see you here. Uh, and th- the second layer is accurately uh, recognizing the intuitive information, and this is the piece that I think intimidates most people, right? Uh, and I misspoke. There's four layers. The second piece is actively recognizing. And this can take a little bit of exploration, but it doesn't need to take that much time. Uh, I have a more entry-level course called the Psychic Mechanics course. It's like a four-week course, and it's not that intense in the sense that you can get a really robust sense of what your intuitive style is very quickly. And in fact, with a lot of people, I can help them figure it out in about five minutes. It does not take a lot of time, yeah. Uh, and we can do that live if you want, by the way, Um, but the other piece of that is, uh, so once you start recognizing, then it's about interpreting, and depending on the gift, this is either going to take a lot of time. For instance, if you're clairvoyant, it will come through with a lot of rich symbolism, and that will take time because your unique body-mind is the one that's coming up the symbolism, so there's no such thing as a uh, interpretation book that's going to be perfectly accurate, Uh, but if you have some of the other psychic gifts like clairaudience or claircognizance there's basically no interpretation necessary it comes through very clearly uh, and then you just simply need to trust yourself and get into motion and that's the fourth step uh, is actually trusting yourself and the universe and taking appropriate aligned action in alignment with the advice from your your intuitive guidance does that make sense
0: yeah, it does. So that now I've heard of clear sentience before yes. as well. Is that one of that them? takes a
1: little bit of interpretation? Uh, there's actually a life hack with uh, clear sentience that really cuts down your interpretation time. Um, but with clear sentience, the real trick is to ask yes/no questions and just get in touch with the yes/no sensations of your body.
0: So part two, actually, we were just laughing about this. what happened is um she was talking about clear audience, and so I'm going to give you a behind the scenes, everyone, and my headphones went out, the screen froze, and just the whole computer went completely wacko <laughs> and um Aaron, actually, if you could just kind of say what you said again and then yeah. we'll move
1: on the <laughs> so basically, I think your life is going to be so much easier whenever you listen to your intuition. That sounds like a classic knock on the door from the guides saying like, hey, this is really important. Let's hear it again. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so by the way, if you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, it's like, oh, life might be easier if I actually listen to my intuition. Uh, Two things. Number one, I have free mini classes that can teach you what your psychic gifts are in about five minutes. The video is a little bit longer so you can actually understand what the gifts are, but it doesn't take long to actually understand them. Number two, it is safe for you to honor that intuitive nudge or shove from your guides and start listening to your intuition sooner rather than later. You can wait if you want, you have free will. Um, but the guides are, are probably letting you know that you can do it sooner rather than later and it won't disrupt your life majorly in a bad way anyway.
0: <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so I want to kind of loop back really because I, I missed this part and so we'll edit if necessary, but um, I was having this little, you know, niggling thought in my head as you were saying it. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm actually clairaudient and not clairsentient. And then again, the computer just went, Woo! Like, just crazy. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about the clear sentience and the clear audience again?
1: Yes, let's talk about them. Um, so clear audience and clear sentience. So let's back up and actually define some of these terms. Uh, clear audience simply means clear hearing. This means that you're going to use your sense of hearing to receive intuitive knowing. Uh, the biggest struggle with clear audience is knowing which thought inside your head is actually the intuitive one. Like that's the big struggle. Uh, And so here's your big pro tip. The more calm and peaceful you are, the louder the intuition will be. The more hectic and stressed out you are, the louder the ego will be. So if you give yourself permission to simply get calm and still, even for about 30 seconds, that's plenty of time to really hear the most intuitive, uh, nudge that you're receiving in the moment. Claire sentience is clear feeling and clear feeling just means that you're going to have body sensations when you're having an intuitive hit. Now, uh this is complex because your body is designed to have sensations it is supposed to and it's going to have them all the time so you're not looking for sensations in a vacuum you're looking for that shift for that change in sensation when you're interacting with the question uh that you want to ask your intuition so for instance if you're saying should i move to new zealand uh you know, and then all of a sudden, for me, whenever I said that, I felt this constriction in the chest, it feels awful. Uh, And so that shift is what I'm looking at, because I have plenty of sensations in my body right now. But that shift in sensation is what you want to notice. So for me, it is not aligned to move to New Zealand, which I already knew, um, which is why I asked it. And so you want to notice the shift. Now, I prefer whenever you're clear-sentient, you want to focus on yes, no questions, because the yes, no questions are going to give you that quick shift in your body chemistry. And it's very simple to, uh, for instance, it only took about one second for my body to be like, New Zealand is not it boo. You know, it was not subtle. (laughs) And so, um, as you do this you'll start to become more present with those sensations and if you don't know for sure just ask the same question in a slightly different way it's not a big deal you do not have to overthink this like okay is it a line to move to uh new zealand uh, or is it a bad idea to move to new zealand right and see what those shifts feel like whenever i said is, if it's a bad idea uh, i felt this opening it felt much better right? Uh, and part of that's I live in my dream home, so <laughs> I'm not moving. Um, and so you want to look for those shifts, etc. And then with Claire, audience, you want to ask your actual question. That way, you can get a verbal answer, right? And that's part of the shift. And the more you understand how your psychic gifts work, uh, the easier it's going to be. Now, Claire, cognizance is unique. Do you mind if I go through all of the four majors a little bit? Okay.
0: No, absolutely. I love the distinctions you're making. I think they're really useful.
1: Wonderful. So with clear uh, cognizance, that means clear knowing. And this is the sneaky one that is uh, not often taught. Well, there are some wonderful teachers out there. I'm not trying to you know, poo-poo any teachers, but it's hard to teach because with claircognizance, it comes with its own sense of knowing. And so those who are heavily uh, they will have trouble teaching it because they simply know because they know. So how do you teach something that you just know, right? Uh, and so that's a part of the struggle with teaching claircognizance. So claircognizance is clear knowing, and this has a very unique and clear energy signature. Uh, it's clear as day as soon as you recognize it. So you ask the question, you have an intuitive answer that comes with this full sense of confidence and certainty within seconds of asking the question, and you just know it like you know it. It might also come through words with clear audience, might come as a knowing with no words, uh, might come also with some body sensation, um, or even an image if you're clairvoyant, which we'll get to in a minute, but it comes with that clear sense of knowing. And here is where the trick is. The second after the intuitive message is delivered, you will get what I call the clear cognizant hangover. And this is the gap between the confidence your higher self has, which is the essence of you, that's your spiritual self, the highest version of yourself, and your human self. And there is almost always a gap between the higher self and your human incarnation at the moment. So what happens is you have the higher self's level of confidence because you just got that hit and then you have the human levels of confidence because the hit was delivered the universe did its job it gave you the information and now it's complete with that particular information packet Um, and then what happens is the mind is like oh that was a major confidence thing let's find reasons to feel insecure and it will actively seek out and find all the reasons that you think you feel insecure or should feel insecure And then what happens is most people who are claircognizant and haven't yet worked with that uh, dynamic, that claircognizant hangover, will decide that they didn't actually get an intuitive hit, they're actually a hot mess, uh, and they will have trouble honoring that intuitive information, right? Uh, Because they're stuck in the hot mess section of it versus recognizing that the hot mess claircognizant hangover is a sign that you actually got a perfect claircognizant hangover or a claircognizant intuitive hit. Does that make sense before I move on to clairvoyance?
0: Yeah, it really does. I feel like I've experienced that a lot. So now I have some follow up questions, but let's loop back and do the clairvoyance first. Good.
1: Yeah, I thought you might be claircognizant whenever you were like, I don't think I'm intuitive. It's was like, okay, that's, that's a sign of claircognizance. I'm used to seeing that one. Okay, so let's talk about clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is clear seeing. This is where you get the visuals. Uh, so you will get visuals in your mind's eye. Now, if you are clairvoyant, what will often happen is you will see things and you will dismiss them because you don't understand them yet. Right, it's like, oh, I asked about my money situation and I saw a red blob with a little black dot in the middle. That doesn't make any sense to me, so I must not be psychic, right? And it's like, no, what that's actually showing you is that your root chakra uh, has a bit of a block. That's literally all that means. And so, you know, you got a perfect intuitive hit, you did it perfectly, um, but you dismissed it because you don't yet know how to interpret it. So basically, the rule that I recommend everyone go with is assume you're psychic and just become the scientist. Observe everything that happens, including that whiplash if you get the shot of confidence and then the crippling self-doubt. Just catalog it, (laughs) that's it. You don't have to promise you're gonna follow it. You don't have to even assume that it's accurate. You can simply catalog it and you can figure it out later. Um, And so those are the four major clairs. Uh, The pro tip with clairvoyance If you don't understand one image, simply, this is your favorite phrase from now on. Okay, thank you guys. Now, can you show me that same message a different way? Thank you. Now, can you show me that same message a different way? That allows you to get multiple images and eventually you will start to put the pieces together. You don't have to try to force it, just ask for it to be shown to you a different way and it will get easier. Does that make sense?
0: Totally does. So that actually segues perfectly into the question that was coming up for me was, now there's four different types of clairs, as you said are most people specifically just one or do they experience all four of them in some different way?
1: Okay, Um, most people will have at least one, right? Uh, But you can be clear everything. Uh, In general, this is a a very wide generalization. Uh, In general, you will tend to be um, clairvoyant or clairaudient paired together uh, or clairsentient and claircognizant paired together. Uh, but again, every single possible combination exists, right? So uh, you don't want to get too caught on that. And just know that if you're going to test your psychic abilities and you know you're clairsentient, claircognizance is the next one you want to test and play with. That doesn't mean it's guaranteed, but it is the most likely Uh, Gift that will complement your other gifts the same thing with clairvoyance uh, work with clairaudience next just to test it out um, And then see where you're at and then you can go through all four and develop them pretty rapidly
0: That sounds really amazing Um, so Now, as we kind of get ready to segue into the live coaching segment, I want to ask about, so we're doing an Armani reading. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some background as to what this actually is?
1: Yes. So Armani is a group of non-physical beings that uh, communicate with me. Uh, They actually use a crystal ball, so I have them right here. Um, And I'm going to bring them a little bit closer. And so they work through a crystal ball, and uh, it's just basically like a transceiver, right? It helps amplify their message, uh, but uh, they just chose it because I was ignoring them, quite frankly, (laughs) and so (laughs) they wanted to make sure that I could hear them. Uh, So they badgered a dear friend of mine, uh, and she purchased this crystal ball for me, and then I did talk with them, and this is in 2013 for the first time. And my response was not what you would normally expect from someone who's doing this work professionally. It freaked me out and I hid our money in the crystal ball in the closet for about six months before I, I was comfortable with it. Um, and that's simply because my background is in science uh, and I was my guides have been encouraging me along this path for a very long time. Uh, and finally, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. But uh, reluctantly at first. And then it's, it's been a little bit, they've been very gracious with me. Uh, so with our money, they focus on alignment uh, and questions of faith and questions uh, about the law of attraction. Uh, they really help with any type of question that has to do with a goal or a specific outcome that you desire. Um, they're not great if you're asking a basic should question. Right. Uh, Should I start a business? Their answer will likely be, do you want to, you know, so it's not, they're not a great uh, fit if you're just looking what you should do. They're great if you already have a desire that you want to uh, explore and find out whether you're aligned with, et cetera, et cetera.
0: That's a really good distinction as to like, you know, what are you bringing to the table so they can match you and really give you some clarity around the path?
1: Yes, exactly. It's about gaining that clarity for the path that you actually want. Uh, Now, if you want something that's really not aligned with you, they'll tell you and then you can choose whether you want to realign or choose something different, right? So it's, it's all about uh, giving you more choice uh, as well as, really clarifying what the best next steps for you are. Sometimes it's very practical, other times it's very general. Uh, It just depends on what the individual needs.
0: That really resonates and makes sense. So before we shift gears and get into that, I'd like to ask my last few questions. Um, do you have a message for the audience? Because like, there's probably people here at, who are saying, "Okay, I get it. I'm psychic. I just have it's dormant. I need to get in touch with it." Where's the first place to really start for them? What can you? What tidbit can you leave them with?
1: Honestly. Give yourself permission to just explore. Uh, it, don't worry about failure. Like you really don't have to worry about it. Um, I see so many people stop themselves from even exploring their psychic uh, abilities because they are terrified of what they are, uh, what what they could or couldn't do. Right? Like I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to try. Uh, and so, just give yourself permission to play with it. Um, I will share a link. Uh, where you can sign up for some mini classes that are free. It'll help you understand some of the basics so that you get started with. Uh, and then you can go from there and really explore what your gifts are and decide how you want to, to work with it.
0: Perfect. So we will include those in the show notes. And now, on to my favorite question What is your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: <laughs> Would you believe it? I actually don't like ice cream. Uh, My teeth are really sensitive, and so it's like if I'm going to have ice cream, it's going to be melted, and everyone is appalled. They're like, what did you do to that ice cream? You've ruined it. And it's like, no, no, I can eat it. Um, So I guess if I had to choose, it'd be fudge, uh, but I will choose actual fudge over ice cream every day of the week. (laughs)
0: That is actually really interesting. You're my first guest ever to say that, but I also totally get it. Um, so let's shift gears a little. Um, favorite dessert? Is it fudge? Is it something else? Like what's your you know sweet tooth? What does it crave?
1: Cheesecake. I Don't leave me alone in a room with a cheesecake if you want it to still be there whenever you come back.
0: any resources that you have available for
1: them. Okay, fabulous. So uh, my mini classes are the best place to start. I have a full range of free resources. I've been doing this professionally for eight years. Uh, This is the collection of my best uh, teaching materials. So if you're an empath, and you want to figure out how to go to the grocery store uh, without feeling literally everyone's emotions, check me out. If you want to explore your psychic gifts, check it out. If you've got some uh, resentment built up and you want to maybe feel more at peace in your life, I've got a great forgiveness course that's free. Uh, And you know, if you're ready to kind of step into your psychic gifts, um, I also have a free PDF that you can download Uh, And it's basically how to get your first paying client. It gives you a nice little blueprint. Uh, So go ahead and check out the free mini classes. It will have all of the information there.
0: That is awesome. It sounds like there are a lot of great resources for everyone to look into and follow you and become a great big fan of yours. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I am excited for our next segment where we're going to do the live Armani reading with our anonymous caller.
1: Thank you so much. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited about this uh, Armani reading.
0: I want to say a big thank you for listening in without your support. There wouldn't be a podcast. If you've gained insight or inspiration from this podcast, please subscribe for regular updates and please share this podcast with someone, you know, who will benefit. Do you have a story to share about your own soulpreneur lifestyle that you set up, have a life or business problem you'd love a system for, or want to be an anonymous caller for one of our live segments? Then go to your Anchor app or the Anchor website, find this show, and click on message and record your story or question. You can also find the show notes on our website at floation.com backslash tslp. That's f-l-o-w-a-t-i-o-n dot backslash tslp. And subscribe to the TSLP Insider to get a look behind the scenes of what it takes to bring this podcast to life. And get some exclusive offers that are only available to our email subscribers. Also, don't forget to follow at Floation on Instagram to get updates about this podcast.